You got to get serious and get into this battle. And what we're watching happening in the governments and the earth and everything is the type and shadow of what's going to happen in the kingdom. Don't mess with us. Don't mess with our kids no more. We're not playing this game. There's so much destruction that's going on with these people. We really need to stand up. See, the Lord has given us the authority to break the yokes. And it's time that the church gets out of the four walls and gets in the streets and starts talking Jesus. Jesus, Amen. Blessings. This is Mike Petra with VOH News. We have an explosive program today for you with civil rights activist, attorney Lee Dundas. This information she's bringing out is phenomenal, unbelievable when it comes to the COVID-19, the vaccinations, things we've been talking about. The government's trying to hide the numbers, but no more. It's all beginning to be put out. We need to realize what's going on. We have some incredible videos of her with that information, talking to this Senator Ron Johnson, unbelievable information, roll the video. Lee Dundas, human rights attorney. Late last week, I am informed a meeting occurred between Orange County Health Officer Dr. Clayton Chow and Orange County Board of Education Superintendent Al Mahars, during which time they apparently tried to find a way to, quote, sidestep and entirely remove informed parental consent for the COVID vaccine and also turn Orange County school campuses into vaccination centers. The COVID-19 vaccine is an experimental medical protocol authorized under the Emergency Use Authorization Act. And as such, you cannot mandate it for anyone, nor can you sidestep informed consent. There is a reason that kids cannot smoke, drive, drink, have sex, vote, or die for this country, and it is because the law says they lack the capacity to understand those decisions, and that applies here more than ever. Hear me loud and hear me well. We will not be morphing our school campuses into COVID vaccine centers for delivery of an experimental medical protocol that killed every damned ferret in the last animal study they did until such time they had to abandon that study and then and then they didn't even do the study this time around because we are the study the last time humans launched a plan like this to conduct experimental medical protocols on vulnerable populations was in joseph mengele's direction he was an md known as the the angel of death Okay, and he was part of the SS, and in 1943, he was assigned to Auschwitz, where he saw an opportunity to conduct gene research, quote, focused primarily on children with no regard for the health or safety of the victims. This is off the internet. You can Google it. You know what else is gene research? Experimental COVID vaccines with the trans gene inside of it. If you don't believe me, go pull the EUA application for the J&J shot. I come from a long line of Eastern Europeans, Hungarians, and Romanian groups, groups that fled the persecution of the Red Terror communist death squads in the early 1900s, and those of us who didn't make it to America ended up facing the Nazi death squads in the lesser-known holocaust that was the Romani holocaust. There is a reason my daughter is named Katia. Her Romani great-grandmother was Katarina Choma, and I, for one, have not forgotten the lessons of our history. The Third Reich did not end with experiments on children, nor when those children died. The Third Reich ended! In 1946, when we put the doctors who committed these human experiments on trial in Nuremberg, and then we put them to death, it ended with the adoption of the Nuremberg Code, so we would never re-
repeat the sins of history. And it states, and I quote, the voluntary consent of this human subject is absolutely essential. Dr. Chow and Dr. Maharish, you are hereby on notice. Last week, you appear, appear to have knowingly hatched a plan to sidestep and or violate international, federal, and state law, not just the Nuremberg informed consent language, but also the black letter law of the EUA, as well as California state law, which punishes, and I quote, the willful failure to obtain a subject's informed consent by imprisonment in county jail for one year or the imposition of a $50,000 fine or both. Through the planned insertion of experimental gene-altering protocols onto the very children, you were elected and charged with protecting. And tonight we are asking the Board of Education for an immediate letter of censure to these individuals. And if they don't resign for an immediate notice of termination, and that letter also needs to go to the professional boards because they have no business being in these positions. So help me God, the people of Orange County will hold this policy to account. Your time is up. I'm aware. I got contacted by attorney Tom Renz over the weekend who represents some whistleblowers within the Department of Defense. So these are whistleblowers that have been extracting data out of the Defense Department database. They have noticed a very alarming increase in instances of certain conditions compared to a five-year average. They also have evidence that with myocarditis, the data has been doctored already. I'm the one dealing with the medical boards. I'm the one watching the witch hunts. I'm the one fighting them off, and I'm the one telling them where to go. I'm going to keep doing that. 9-28-2021, Project Salus weekly report. Project Salus is a defense, defense department initiative where they report and contract, uh, they take all this data that doesn't exist, supposedly, and they give it to the CDC. They're watching these vaccines. On that date, and around that date, I have numerous instances where Fauci and that entire crew were saying, it's a crisis of unvaxxed, it's 99% unvaxxed in the hospital. In Project Salus, in the weekly report, the DOD document says, specifically, 71% of new cases are in the fully vaxxed and 60% of hospitalizations are in the fully vaxxed. This is corruption at the highest level. We need investigations. The Secretary of Defense needs investigated. The CDC needs to be investigated. You combine that with the fact that there's at least suspicions that the Defense Department is doctoring with the data I would contend, Senator, that there's not just a suspicion. In August, when the report was run on acute myocarditis in the DOD website, there were 1,239 cases, and now when you run it, it's down to 307. In January of 2022, there were 176 cases, and magically, they are now down to 17. There is a word for that. It's not suspicious. We have in the military the single best data set we that exists because we have baselines in there. And acute disease across all categories in the preceding years, five years leading up to the vaccination year was 1.7 million. They introduced and mandated a COVID-19 vaccine for our U.S. military when they had only lost 12 service members total to the disease. And in the 10 months of 2021 after that, it jumped from 1.7 million all diseases to darn near 22 million. That was a 20 million increase. We need to not be calling this suspicious. With all due respect, we need to be asking hard questions of the DOD, and I will close by saying they are charged, at least in part, with protecting 
the sanctity and welfare of the brave men and women who are defending this country. And right now, these numbers indicate something is drastically wrong. And I know of only one reason that databases roll math backward. So who are you? Identify yourself. So sorry. My name is Lee Dundas. I'm a human rights attorney that's working with Tom Rents on the whistleblower issue in the military. I would ask that Congress listen to these whistleblowers, put their testimony on record. These are brave men and women of very high rank in the U.S. military because not just do we, Congress, in this building need to hear about it. The world needs to hear about what is going on. Well, I will listen to them. We will take their transcribed interviews. We will grab, gather their data. And again, I put the Defense Department on notice. They must preserve these records so we can investigate. And we thank, thank you. you. By, by, thank by the way, you. I've, I've just got to... I have to show you... This is what we get when I investigate. I mean, this isn't to do this. But th this is after a couple of years trying to get information out of another agency, and we finally get the information, and it's all redacted. This is, this is how the, 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 you know, the federal government, the agencies, comply with congressional oversight. We're glad, to, we're glad to share with you, Senator, because we have quite a bit of those that aren't blanked out. And we also want to tell you, listen, the side effects, the only one that they're recognizing, that's an outright lie. I've got the Pfizer documents. Pfizer said in their FOIA documents that they released, they said, we're looking for these side effects. The FDA said, we're looking for these documents. We've got their documents showing what they're looking for. They're not sharing it with the American people because they're covering this up. Corruption was the word of the day, and I think it needs to be reiterated. Blessings. We just wanted to say hi to all of our viewers out there. This is the VOH News Television. You know, there's so many things going on right now, and and it and things are turning. The tide is turning. Things are moving more and more as people are waking up to what's happening, and uh, just so much of uh, of the information that's getting out is is critical at this time because it's information coming from the you know, the the Department of Defense, the governmental agencies that people are really taking a hard look at and see and seeing that information, people are beginning to realize what's happening in our nation right now and across the world. And it's a wake up call, I think, for every nation. And I I believe as we are moving forward in this battle. We're beginning to take uh, we're beginning to take territory, and that's the good thing. And I'm here with a very special guest. I interviewed Lee a long time ago. Lee Dundas back in San Antonio, Texas, and it seems like a year now or more. But it, it has been such a, uh, a wonderful time from the time I interviewed her till now, because so many things are happening and people are waking up. So, Lee. It's great to have you. I, I'm blessed to have you on the show. It's great to be here. Thanks for, for having me again. And I agree with you. It seems like, you know, it should, it should have been just yesterday, but I think we've mm -hmm. lived 10 years in the last six months. So. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. I mean, I remember when, when we did interviews with you back in uh, San Antonio, and that's, you know, almost a year ago. And uh, now it just seems so different. It The, the, the People are encouraged, even though there's still a lot of things going on and there's still a lot of games being played within the, the Democratic Party. There's so much that's coming out now that, that they can't run and hide. It's, it's you know, there's there's nowhere to go. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's really the case. The tide is starting to turn. Um, it was a huge tidal wave against freedom. So it's mm -hmm. not like, you know, a little ripple that we can easily revert. But, 
you know, a couple months ago, we saw the uh, the San Francisco recalling three of their liberal school board members, and you had a drag queen out at the end of it, and he was in full drag, and he said, I'm here because I knew mainstream media was going to say this was a right-wing J6 Trump Republican effort, and I'm just here to say, do I look like a Republican? And, you know, you look at sure. stuff like that, and you go... Hey, things are starting to turn. You know, Bill Gates coming out last week and going, "Oh, if we'd only known that that the kids were basically immune from COVID, and yeah. you know, we could have kept the schools open. It was a bit of a mistake. Now they've lost, you know." And I'm like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" Yeah. I have written letters to my child's teachers, principals, and school districts saying the learning loss for black kids by the time they're in fifth grade is something mm. like two years. Behind their white counterparts. You take a black kid out of Compton, the summer slide, they call it, adds up, right, over time so that the black kid in Compton by the age of 11 and 5th grade is two years behind his white privileged counterpart in Newport Beach or, you know, wherever. Um, Not because there's innate differences in intellect, there's not, but because the people with privilege and means are slamming their kids into summer schools where they're revisiting and not losing the data they learned all all, all school year, right? Mm. But we have every day that we have those uh, kids in a a closed school or an online learning environment, we know within 30 seconds of watching a flickering ray cathode tube, whether it's a TV, a computer, Mm. uh, an iPhone, a device of any sort, you know, the the frontal part part of your brain on functional MI, shuts off. The learning yeah. center shut off. That's why advertisements come on the TV louder and stronger and more violent every mm. single year because you have to wake the person out of the insomnia that happens. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're asleep with their eyes wide open, essentially. So I looked at this going into it, and I'm like, mm. you you say you're doing this to protect the underprivileged kids? We got 10 million kids in California. 40% are not white and not living, you know, in mm. Newport Beach. You are going to have kids who have an unrecoverable learning gap you may as well just say go start panhandling on the street you're never getting to junior high let alone high school at that point i was saying this to thurman our our superintendent secretary you know the the superintendent of our schools in california i was screaming from the rooftops i was screaming at rallies i was putting it in writing uh, and now bill gates would like to come on board the cdc the cdc at the beginning of 2020 said the rate of death in children under the age of 18 is so low that it calculates out at 0.00%. Yeah, a couple of kids died, but when you divide that by how many millions of kids we have in the U.S., it's basically 0.00%. You had to go start going out to the millions of a percent to even get it to register on the on the radar, as it were. Wow. And I'm like, wow. And really, and really, Pfizer released a vaccine that it knew was going to target the hearts of 16 and 17 year old boys, and we had 40 times more myocarditis cases, which is swelling of the heart muscle, than yeah. even Pfizer expected. That wasn't over baseline, my friend. That was over what Pfizer expected to see. I'm like, that's called a genocide, and that's exactly what I said. I think when you and I were together last in San Antonio, you yeah. knew you did it anyway. You should be up on charges. Of, of minimally, you know, manslaughter or second degree murder, if not something higher than that. But, but you know, it's been taking a while. It's been taking people like you giving us platforms, people like me screaming on them. Um, but the amount of truth that we have is enough to choke a million horses. It's going to get known. You can't hide it because pharma is killing people's loved ones. And once they make the connection, they're never going to unlearn or unknow that fact. And we're starting to see a shift. I mean, 42% of self-identified Democrats between the age of 25 and 54 are watching you and not CNN. They're watching Tucker. They're literally, they're watching Fox. They're watching Mm. all news. They're not watching CNN anymore. So even the moderate middle is being pushed to the right because 
the formerly moderate left has now gone full full commie, and the the far right is full Nazi, and they're meeting in the middle and mirroring technoc- technocracy and bad government yeah. leadership into it, and you know it's become the new the new Nazi Fourth Reich, if you will, or the communist 2.0. Um, and normal people, whether they used to be Republicans and Democrats, they're over it. They're like, we want our kids back in school. We're done. We want to. We don't care how we go to the last election. We want our kids in school. We want them to be going to prom like my daughter is tonight. We want them to graduate with a cap and a gown and not behind a computer screen. And we're ready to just call it America and, and go back to old school business and thank God for it. You, you know, as a turn as a, a civil rights attorney, Lee, you you fought so many battles. Uh, that you know, I, I've just taken a look at your record, and I say, man, this sister is fighting all the time, and and I see that in your heart. I mean, you you're, you just have that fighting spirit in you, and and I, you know, what General Flynn has said about you, and so many uh, great patriots in our country, uh, and one of the things I appreciate about you, Lee, is that you see something wrong, you just don't sit there and say, well, you know, hopefully it'll go away. You get into the battle. Uh, recently, not too long ago, you were in a, a fight about these uh, vaccine, vaccine passports, these digital passports in Orange County and uh, uh, San Diego. In, in that, did you see, you know, shenanigans going on about, hey, we really... We're going to use this to push an agenda of of basically marking people and yeah. bringing about our own agenda for tracking. Yeah, I mean, I saw it instantaneously, and the, yeah. they tried. We were the second. We being Orange County, California, were the second jurisdiction, to my knowledge, targeted mm-hmm. after New York or simultaneously. It was actually we were rolling them out in both places in New York City. And um, I'm like, this is this is Warsaw ghetto all over again, folks, and only worse, only worse, because as Bobby Kennedy rightly noted and got roundly criticized for it, the first defeat the mandate rally in Washington, D.C., you know, what he was saying, if I if I recall correctly, is in Nazi Germany, at least if you were Jewish, you could run and hide in an attic. Right. Or or to the, you know, you could flee wherever and run to Poland. And when that didn't work, run to Sweden. And if that wasn't working, you know, run to South America. Here, there's going to be nowhere to run because we're going to have an electronic dog collar on us in the form of our cell phones with these passports that follow us everywhere unless we want to not use a cell phone, which is, I do it. I, I've done it. I've not used cell phones in the last two years and intentionally turned it off, put it in a Faraday cage and yeah. left it, you know, a hundred miles from where my person is. It's really hard. And I'm a really persistent, dedicated person. And even for me, just doing it as sort of an experiment it is yeah. really hard. We are all way more dependent. And if you don't think you're dependent, I challenge you. Try it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't leave your completely off, along with all of your internet markers on your laptop, on your other devices, on your desktop, and mm. trying to live off the grid. You know, unless you're really already living off the grid in, in Amishville land, it is it is just hard if you're a normal American citizen. But these are the implements that we've become so accustomed to. They knew it. They were addicting us to it. And now, you know, it's it's become an electronic drug color. And I went up in front of the board, uh, our Orange County supervisors, and I'm like, what the hell are you playing at we got john wayne's statue in our airport there's a reason we're being targeted because soros and gates and all the big muckety mucks know if they can take orange county they can dig anywhere sure you know they're they're going to make a big push and take this hill and then it's going to be sailing downhill when they try to roll into the smaller territories that don't have fighters in them but Mm. we went in and we I, i i literally i recall saying there's a 
two minute clip of it. I can send it to you guys. And I said, I'm gripping the podium. I'm like, you won't need Warsaw ghetto. I won't be able to leave my house because no one will service me. Since when did Orange County become North Korea or China? Nobody, not even the Democrats who are vaccinated, want to be living an electronic trail of breadcrumbs everywhere they go. We don't want to, you know, regardless of vaccine status, I don't want to leave the house, go to my dentist and have big tech know that I was at my dentist. And then I was at Chipotle and then I went to pick up my kid and take her to ballet. Like nobody wants to be Hansel and Gretel trapped like that. And I I hit pretty hard when I hit. They didn't Mm. care. And we have a board in Orange County that was four fifths Republican at that point. And I'm like, ooh, something's wrong. So a lot of women who had a lot more time in the day than I did started doing some sleuthing and they found some um, contracts that Orange County had uh, signed off the radar, query whether they did it lawfully uh, Mm. because they're supposed to sign these contracts with public notice and knowledge and they hadn't really. Um, But they were using some loophole to justify their actions and keeping it in the dark. And when you started looking at it, it was dirty money that was funding this thing. It was an app that was going to go into all our phones and they were doing a big multilingual Korean, um, you know, Japanese and uh, Vietnamese and uh, Spanish push to get all the minority communities in Orange County, Little Saigon, Santa Ana, the heavily Hispanic on board. I mean, it was, they, I got to give them credit. They'd done their homework and this was well thought out and we weren't making a damn bit of difference. I, I'm going to tell you the truth. Going to the board meetings wasn't doing jack squat. And that's mm-hmm. when I said, you know what? I don't do this. I didn't get paid big dollars from Fortune 500 companies to go lose in court for them I, or beat yeah. my head against a brick wall that ain't you know, I, I'll, I'll happily beat my head against the brick wall as long as the bricks start to fall. <laughs> but when I'm just beating myself bloody and there's no movement, like, what's the point? So I, I spent a week um, hunting down the phone number of a Holocaust survivor. And I reached out to her. Her name's Vera Sharab in New York City. And I said, look, you don't know me. Thanks for taking my call. I'm just a lawyer out in Cali. But I, what do you think about these digital vaccine passports they're talking about? And this woman, my friend, she goes, oh, that is a Nazi program. That is how we started hunting my people down. I mean, I just got chills. This woman is as much of a ball breaker as I am. And I said, well, I agree. Would you mind saying that on a 30-second soundbite that I can lay over some video and use to make a TV commercial that I run on primetime TV here in Orange County to try to defeat this plan? And she goes, not at all, my dear. You call me back at 6 a.m. your time tomorrow on a Saturday. And I did. And this one, this woman is smarter than you and me to come by. She gave me three letter perfect takes. No verbal crutches. No having to start and stop. On the little script she had written, we laid that thing to video. I called up CNN, MSNBC, and Fox. I said, how much money, boys, to run this thing every single hour for a week straight during prime time? They gave me a number. I fundraised it. We ran it for the week prior to the next board meeting. Mm. Those board members went in. We had moles in the building. They literally were saying, we're done. We know we're done. We can't fight this anymore. I had 2,000 people at the board meeting. They, they stopped public comment for signing up yeah. to speak against it at 765. And that's when I ran around and I said, if they're not letting you sign up for the agenda item, you tell them you're going to sign up on the catch-all public comment at the end. I mean, at the board meeting went all damn day. And, and finally, mm. they literally on the record were like, we we understand we can't keep doing this. We're not we're not pushing this. We're we're taking the item mm-hmm. down. You know, so you know we, what's a, what's amazing about uh, you know 
one of the things that people need to wake up to, and it's one of the things that we try to do, we try to get people to understand what's really happening. This is not just about tracking you so that they can get your data that you you know, you spend, uh, you know, uh, $50 a day on Starbucks or, or this other stuff. They are tracking us because eventually like any communist nation, they want to control the people. And if they can yeah. control us, if they yeah. know what we're doing, where we're at, who we talk to, and it's very easy to do on our phones, it's called geo tracking. Oh, yeah. At that point, they, they can take, uh, take control of the whole world. And, yeah. and that's where we're at worldwide. We are there. And until, until people start seeing this red flag and this information goes out, and this isn't an innocent thing. This is actually coming out right now with uh, Denis DeSouza's film called uh, 2000 Mules. And uh, once you watch it, I want, I want to get you back on because I, 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 I know what your response is going to be, but it, it's just one of these things right now that we have to realize this is, this is not just socialism anymore. This is communism. It's communism and it's 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 almost I don't even think we have a word for it because the communists have married up to the fascists and they're, you know, at this point, just trying to take over the world. And when you lose a microphone, you really lose everything. And I don't think people living in first world countries don't understand that. They don't understand how genocides occur. Uh, But, you know, the quickest way to sort of see your way to the, the understanding on this point is picture yourself in Nazi Germany, in Auschwitz, and ask yourself, could Auschwitz have happened if the BBC or CNN or whatever, Tucker, had been all up in their grill standing there with a microphone and rolling video and, and broadcasting yeah. it to them? Sure. And the answer, 100%, is no, that never would have happened if they'd been up in there showing the mass graves, showing people being burned alive over their religion yeah. and premature. I mean, like, never would have happened, right? Mm-hmm. But when you lose the microphone, which is the first thing Nazi Germany did, right? Hitler came in, he appointed, um, uh, not Mengele, what's the other Joseph? The other Burgle. Joseph. Uh-huh. Uh, was it Bur- uh, Bur- not Burgle? Um... No, I'm blanking, but his minister of propaganda. Yeah. In a second. And they went through and they, they defunded the police. They got rid of all the policemen. They got rid of all the reporters. You had to prove your Aryan ancestry dating back to the 1800s. They yeah. had a seven department um, PR propaganda machine. You know, Hitler's minister of war was later heard to say at the end, Hitler didn't win the battles that he won through his war machine. And this was the minister of war saying this. And he's like, it wasn't yeah. my department that got him as far as he did. It was the PR, Joseph Goebbels, that was his name. Goebbels, that's It was yeah. the PR department because he said through technological means like radio and loudspeaker, they were allowed to dominate the independent thinking that 80 million people they brainwashed 80 million people you cannot lose your microphone sure. because then the other side can brainwash you and you yeah. can't get your actual story out and what we're seeing is people don't understand how dire this is right now in california we've got sb 1390 there were 10 bad bills we're fighting over the last couple of months we've mm. killed i think about six of them give or take sb 1390 is still alive and what it says is social media platforms have to create databases that automatically flag dissidents and, and dissidents and disinformation yep. purveyors who are defined as anybody who speaks out about election, vaccination, or medicine, even. That's yeah. me. That's, that's everybody, right? Yeah, uh, sure. That's, like, that, that's even more than that. Even the Democrats are saying it now. 
Yeah, a lot of Democrats are saying it. So it's just not us saying it. Now people are waking up to it. And 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 so what's this whole information uh, part of uh, the Department of Justice being set up right now for false information? It's the same thing. I know, it's George Orwell. It's you know, and and these things are going to automatically the way California structured their law automatically. The database automatically dumps on a real time basis to the attorney general's office, so he can criminally prosecute people. I'm like, hello, yeah. <laughs> hello. This, yeah. this is the precipice. But I mean, there's a lot of good happening, but there's still a lot of bad happening. We we can't be asleep. We can't be watching from the sidelines. We got to get in the game on it because it's going to take everybody pushing back, united mm-hmm. across politics, united across demographics, united across all the things that they use to try to divide us, pushing back and saying, this is America. You can do you. I don't care if you got a shot in your arm or not. I can do me. I don't care if you speak out on this or I speak out on that. That's the beauty of what what used to be our First Amendment, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the important thing, the freedom of speech. That's what makes America, America, you know, uh, because we have so much, uh, so much, uh, information that's getting out right now it's 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 becoming dangerous uh for the democratic party you know in australia right now you can see that people are turning other people in for not wearing a mask for oh you know they left their house at this i mean you can see that people are being programmed against their fellow citizens right now in other nations and uh the only ones that are really fighting back it, it which is it's terrible to say are the Chinese, the ones that are in communist nations that literally, you know, could cost them their lives, but that's how bad it is there right now. And what they're trying to push a whole different agenda through, uh, through the, through this uh, vaccination lie. Yeah. It's a pretext. It's a false flag. Like there always is when a genocide comes calling, but Mm -hmm. yeah, the immigrants in my experience, the people at the forefront of this were ironic, well, not ironically, escapees of communist countries, people who fled Poland already or Eastern Europe somewhere or Cuba or Venezuela or China. You know, they're out in front of Vietnam screaming about it um, and have been since day one because they, they're like, we've been through this once. We recognize what's coming down the pike. Yeah. Uh, people like me who work. Yeah, I, I'm not, well, my family fled communism, and I was steeped in that growing up. I didn't personally flee. It was my grandparents, but we, mm. we learned about it. They told us stories and when I was sitting under a kneecap, you know, as a kid, and yeah. then I work in third world countries that recently had a communist takeover and genocide, like Cambodia, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there were people who work in third world countries who were sounding the alarm. And then the other class of people that I saw who were really savvy to it and not afraid to, to scream about it from the rooftops were abused women and kids, mm. right? And and behind that, traditionally disempowered people, some some sex, not all, right? So mm. you saw a lot of kids speaking out, and I'm one of them, um, and, and other people. And I, you know, I go to these clerk, clerk events. I talk to people behind the stage, and you've got former Navy SEALs or former generals, and then I'll start talking up to just the average guy who doesn't have a military background and is not. A, didn't flee communism from China yet in this lifetime. And once I get to know these people, what we have in common is we fled an abusive situation at some point in our lives. And it left you with a mindset that the people Mm -hmm. who said they were going to protect you betrayed you. So you have your, your brain is hardwired almost Mm -hmm. to be suspicious 
to not necessarily take at face value when somebody says, oh, I'm doing good for you. This is for sure. your own good. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of these kids heard that right before they got punched or raped or whatever, kicked out of yeah. their house. Right? Um, and so a lot of us have that mindset of, yeah, yeah, are you sure? Because the last time I heard you not so well for me, right? And uh, and what I said in Kentucky when I spoke at Brad Barton's event, it was like a Clay Clark one, but it was more of a one-off in Kentucky. I said, you know, I, I said, I know there's a lot of you in the audience because one out of three women have been raped, right? And one out of five men have been sexually abused or molested sitting here in America. Um, yep. Those are the stats. I said, I regret to tell you, your work's not done. You thought you did good moving on, making a happy family for your kids, you know, separating yourself out from the, the whatever you grew up with. Uh, I'm telling you, you have a nose for injustice. You know what it looks like. You recognize it quicker than the guy who grew up in a bowl of cherries background. And you have a duty. You shouldn't. It's not fair. You have a responsibility because you know earlier than the next guy does. You know what's happening and you need to educate him because all of us formerly abused Mm -hmm. kids, Navy SEALs, generals, and escapees from China are not enough people by ourselves to fight Mm -hmm. Bill Gates and Soros. We need to bring other people into the fold. And the way we do that is by education. So get off your duck if you're sitting on it and go start educating and don't think, well, I already fought the devil once this lifetime. I've met quota. You haven't met unless you want to be in a FEMA camp. So much is lost in translation within God's word. It's surprising how much is misunderstood, even simple word definitions. In his book, Access Behind the Veil, Apostle Michael Petro explains that beyond the veil lies the original intention of God's plan to restore creation through his people. When the Lord gives us access behind the veil, we begin to understand the mysteries of the kingdom and our calling as a royal priesthood. Apostle Michael Petro writes about deciphering the Torah from the Hebrew language and recognizing God's language of mysteries, secrets, and parables within the scripture. It's time to step behind the veil and see the coming glory. Access Behind the Veil, The Coming Glory by Apostle Michael Petro. Available now on our website, voh.church. You know, the interesting thing is, is right now, that's one of the biggest battles we're taking on, especially in Texas, the sex trafficking trades, which you've been an activist against also. Yeah. Um, it, it's, 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 it has gotten, it's going to surpass the drug trade here if it hasn't already, uh, probably yeah. within the next year. But it is one of the largest growing um, uh, problems. And a lot of people don't realize even Ukraine is a huge, was a huge uh, um, country where the sex trafficking was coming through there into Europe. There, there is massive problems that these communist nations use this money. Think about it. They use, they make more money with the trafficking of children than they do selling drugs and opiates. We, we, and people don't realize what's going on here. No, it's a, the average citizen. I mean, it's a lot trendier. I hate to say it because something like sex trafficking should never be trendy or have to be trendy, sure. but it's a trendy topic. When I started doing this work in 2013, I was talking to law enforcement. I was talking to government bodies. I was talking, I was sitting on a congressional advisory committee. We were talking about it. The yeah. occasional awake church was talking about it. Nobody else was talking about it. Now there's rallies, there's parades in Hollywood. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. 
it's definitely become prior to COVID anyway, it was starting to come into its own as a topic people were caring about. They need to care about it. It is a $150 billion a year industry with a D. It Mm. is going to topple, like you just said, drugs for the top spot inside of the next 10 years, if not the next year or two, uh, for the simple reason that there's a lot more profit in Mm. selling seven-year-olds to sex buyers than there is in selling cocaine to an addict. If you like Coke, and I sell you Coke tonight, my friend, and you come back to me tomorrow night, I need to, in the interim, I need to run off to my wholesaler my, my dealer, my cartel, whatever connection, and buy more cocaine so I can sell you more cocaine bar. Sure. If you're a pedophile from Chicago and I sell you a seven-year-old tonight yeah. and you like that and you come back tomorrow night, think about this. Think about it logically. I don't need to go buy another seven-year-old to sell you another seven-year-old. Exactly. I just continue to rent that same little person to you until she dies. And my only cost of doing business, because I basically kidnapped her, I didn't even have to pay for her. Or if I did, maybe in Southeast Asia, the brothels will pay $300 US to a family from Laos for their oldest daughter, which by the way, we feed that family of seven in Laos for a year. That's why the mothers will sell their oldest child because they're going to starve otherwise because they're living in a communist country. And that is the lie that is communism, which is you'll be equal. Well, yeah, you'll be equally yeah. by being equally poor. But back yeah. to what I was saying, you know, these people sell these kids. At most, the traffic or the pimps, the, the mafia in Asia is paying a couple hundred bucks. Otherwise, they're just kidnapping them off the street or from the foster care system. So you have no acquisition cost. Your only cost of doing business is posting some ads online, which is free in a lot of the cases. If you're in mm. America, buying a Motel 6 room a night, which is nothing. In Asia, it's just free. You just put them up in a hut that you put up mm. on the side of the road somewhere. And yeah. your only real recurring hard cost is the, the cost to feed them, which is a half cup of rice a day in Asia or a Happy Meal once a day here in the U.S. That's wow. it. That's it ridiculous. is a 98% profit maker it is a golden goose like no other and that is why every cartel every mafia from the yakuza japanese mafia all the way down to the gangbangers in compton are starting to work together we have crips and bloods working together in compton to move girls they never work together to sell heroin they were competition to each other now there's so much money to be made by cooperating we've got criminal syndicates cooperating because the, the the profit margin is insane it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it was interesting. I just, uh, I was talking to uh, some people that are worked within the, uh, used to work within the, the Navy SEAL community that are here now uh, helping people try to find their kids or, or work into this, uh, this trafficking here in Houston. Um, and they put out a uh, ad on the black web and that within, I think it was 15 minutes or 10 minutes, they had over 2,600 responses yeah. Uh, for that child. And it, yeah. it, to me, it was just, it was sickening because really that's where we're at right now. And, and people don't, you know, the people don't see this. They don't, they, they turn their eye. They don't want to believe it, but it's there and it's time. The only way it's going to be dealt with is everybody gets into this battle and says, we, we're going to have to take a look at this, this ugliness that our our country has. Yeah. And it's producing right now. This, this is, you know, these these children aren't going to third world nations. They're coming to nations that have money. And and this is part of the problem with our southern border, that these kids yeah. are coming across undocumented and people need to wake up to that because many of these children that our Democrats are fighting for for freedom are not going to be they're going to be enslaved and abused for the rest of their life. 
And, and anybody that, that would not stand up against that, there's something wrong with them. There is something wrong with them. And what people don't understand is the people buying these children are not necessarily who we stereotypically would think of. So they did an online study in Georgia, the state of Georgia, over a decade ago. Mm. And um, they basically told, like like the hypothetical you just gave, it was, you know, they threw up an ad and they tracked who the, who the buyers were going to be. And they gave them a series of graduated warnings. So when they got a hit on their advertisement, they would respond initially with a warning that said, hey, we're out of adult women tonight, it looks like. So you might end up with somebody who's not an adult. And if the pedophile or the, sorry, the sex buyer proceeded past that point, he got a little bit of a harsher warning if further through the transaction. And it was something like, hey, um, you know, you're, you're going to be ending up with somebody who's not yet 18, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like square between the eyes. Yeah. And if he went past that point all the way through the, yeah, the girl is in my cart. Let me give a credit card or whatever. He got a final warning that mm-hmm. said, dude, you're about to buy a kid for sex and that's illegal in every state in the country, Mm. in in America. Do you want to proceed? And the question was, what percent of these buyers would proceed with the transaction? Maybe they started out looking for an adult, but we're going to proceed all the way through now that they full well knew they were buying a child. And I believe it was 49% Wow. proceeded like half were fine I, I started out wanting to just buy a hooker for sex but now I'm getting a little girl that's fine Wow, that's fine. And, and worse 42% of the men this was in Georgia this was in Atlanta Georgia we're not the ones we think they are they're not guys in pervy trench coats on the wrong side of the tracks flashing the fifth grader at the schoolyard when nobody's looking they were white not a minority white upper middle class more than two kids, white picket fence, and they waited until their wife went to a business conference and they sent their kid packing down the street to a slumber party and they ordered up a Domino's pizza and then they ordered up a child for sex online. Wow. They were your scoutmaster, your religious leader, your teachers, you know, kids' teacher, your wow. co-worker. So we need to keep our eyes open and recognize that until we handle the demand for the purchase of child sex or, mm-hmm. or the purchase of sex period. We're never, I mean, as, as bad as these mafias and gangs are, they wouldn't be selling kids if there were no market for it. They'd be exactly. selling kids again. Let's think about it guys. So we need to raise our children better and they need to understand you don't ever buy anybody for sex, adult or child, especially child. And well, when we start picking up the men who are doing this, you don't give them traffic school. They literally give these guys what's called pimp school. It's like traffic school in half the jurisdictions. Wow. You need to get a felony like Sweden did, and all of a sudden, you don't have a sex trafficking problem anymore. Exactly. You do name and shame program like St. Petersburg, Florida did, where they sent, get this, they sent a Dear John letter to the wives of the guys they picked up in their strings on the weekend. And it said, Dear Mrs. John, we just mm-hmm. thought you'd like to know that we picked up your husband for soliciting sex in a bad area this weekend. So you might want to route yourself to the nearest STD wow. clinic to make sure you don't have gonorrhea, syphilis, or AIDS. That dropped the statistics 25% over freaking night. Overnight. Wow. Wow. So we could do a better job of criminalizing the behavior, yeah. the buying behavior, such that it deters it. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, we got a hell of a problem. And, and it's related mm. to the, the world takeover. Sure. Because the only crime right now that you, I would argue, that you can blackmail a politician with is the purchase of a child for sex, the Hunter Biden type stuff. Yeah. Nobody cares. It's not 1950. Nobody cares if the senator had sex when he wasn't, you know, when he was supposed to be married or mm. cheated on his taxes. We should care, but we yeah. don't. It's like, oh, another one who's dirty. Okay. 
You say that that senator got caught having sex with a seven-year-old, everybody cares. So it remains the only crime that you can go to a senator or a gubernatorial candidate or a Supreme Court justice with and say, I have you on tape having sex with a seven-year-old. Now you're mine. And you will do this vaccine passport program. You will put in a disinformation bureau. You will let China come in the border and take us over. And so we it's an inextricably intertwined fight. We need to be fighting for freedom like we're doing, but we also need to be fixing the sex trafficking problem. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you, you, you already, you know, people don't need to wake up. This is already happening. This is not, this is not, uh, um, uh, something that, that, that's, you know, uh, fake news. When we look at a lot of stuff that Lynn Wood came out with and, and said, and nobody even questioned it, it was like, you know, there, there's things going on and there's even politicians within our government that didn't, they really need to just step down and step out and, and, and find somebody with integrity that'll stand up and fight. But, but, but too many of these people are being bought and, yeah. uh, it's it's a serious problem. I, I we're, we're losing time. Uh, this this is going by so fastly. I I, I again I appreciate you. Um, I want to talk about that. There's so many things going on in our country right now that that are pointing to all, everything that you and I have just talked about. Really, are pointing to a communistic agenda. I mean, there these these are all red flags going into that direction, right? And people need to start putting the pieces of the puzzle together, right? Um, you were in a meeting with Ron, uh, Senator Ron Johnson, and uh, you were there with. Uh, Tom Rents, attorney Tom Rents, yeah. bringing up the issue, what was going on in our, on our military once the, the vaccination started. Now, yeah. I, I've, I've, I've been given so much news about this, people coming to me, nurses that worked in ERs that are telling me that the ERs are filled with vaccinated people that are dying. They just don't want to attribute it to the COVID vaccination. That's why so many uh, organizations are, are, are coming up and people that work in the EMTs, they don't want to be there. You know, there's a whole group of them. They're saying we will not be vaccinated. There's nurses. They're saying we will not be vaccinated. Well, we'd rather lose our job than be vaccinated. Uh, uh, they're being interviewed to go to hospitals. Am I required a vaccination? Because if not, I'm going somewhere else. And people in other countries, such as Australia, Europe, don't understand that there's so much information out now about the damage that the vaccination is doing. Yeah. What what would you say, one, to those people, those doctors, those nurses that don't realize what they're doing, that I believe really is, is they're just being lied to by their governments, too, can you give us the proof that, that you and, and Tom had brought out to Senator Ron Johnson and the investigations going on there with, within this, within the government of the United States? Yeah, uh, two things for the doctors who need to have their eyes opened. The first thing you need to do is scrub the blinders off yourself. Mm. Um, and the best way to do that is to recognize we are programmed to be obedient particularly to people in positions of authority or entities over us, go watch the Stanley Milgram episodes. Two out of three Americans in 1961 would willingly deliver an electric shock voltage to their neighbor over a wrong answer he got on a memory memory quiz uh, if a guy, a doctor in a white lab coat, said he had to do it. 
Do all the Andrews had just said he had to do it. This was Stanley Milgram's hypothesis to test whether the Holocaust was a one-off or a result of the fact that we are hardwired to be more obedient than we should be in certain situations. So learn about the, the Stanford prison riots. Learn about Stanley Milgram. Uh, go research brainwashing techniques. I've done some pieces on, uh, uh, on, on talking head posts that I've done in the past on that. Secondly, and I haven't read it yet, Fauci's book from Bobby Kennedy, who's a good friend of mine, is I believe probably, from what I understand from others, one of the single best compilations of the whole saga A to Z that you can do. Go read it. Mm. Go recognize you might have blinders on. You might not know all there is to know about this. And then once you've been able to recognize your own weak spots in your willingness to look at information, um, you need to go get the actual information. And that's a good source from what I understand. Um, mm. You know, humans are hardwired. There's a psychological phenomenon. If you Google it right now, it's called cognitive accommodation versus assimilation. We're really good at assimilating. We get a mental map mm. and we say things when we're two years old, like, I know that squares, circles, and triangles exist because I have a little thing that I put these blocks into in this shape. And then somebody throws us a star. And we're like, whoa, never seen a star before. And what most people are very good at doing is going, well, my little receptor only has shapes that have squares, circles, and triangles. So I'm going to cut off the pointy edges to my star and shove that round peg into a round hole. I'm going to make this thing into a circle and shove it into the hole. That is called cognitive assimilation. Accommodation is where you're able to look at a piece of data that doesn't fit your, your mindset, your mental map and go, this thing's a star. It's not like the other three. I don't have a hole in my brain that accepts stars, mm. but I believe it's an actual star and I need to make a new category for it. We are traditionally horrific at rewiring our brain to accept the star. Assimilation mm. versus accommodation. Doctors would do themselves well by studying just those three things. Stanford prison riot, Stanley Milgram, assimilation versus accommodation. Go reread mm. Bobby Kennedy's book or read it if you've not read it the first time. And then go look at the DOD database and the data that Tom and I, uh, Tom Renson and I brought out. I called Tom after I was approached by a couple of military whistleblowers. These are, these are U.S. Army flight surgeons. They are a very high rank. One of them had a bronze star, purple heart, wow. 16 different, I'm kidding. It was probably like six different deployments to Actually, I think it was more than that. Afghanistan, uh, Iraq, combat zone deployments, right? The guy's built like a brick, you know what? I mean, six foot eight. He had a German shepherd by his side that looked like a Shetland pony. This is the special forces guy you want out there, right? And he happens to be a medical doctor in the U.S. military. And then I've got a woman who's got a master's in public health who's also a U.S. Army flight surgeon. And these are the people that are responsible not just on doing the six-month flight checks to make sure the guys who fly the F-15s or whatever they are nowadays are, are up to the task because they review the pilot's health every six months. These yeah. are the guys who, when a Navy SEAL gets a sprained ankle or a sore throat, they walk into their office and they go, oh, yeah, you got a sore throat. Here, go take some antibiotics, get rid of your strep, and then get back on duty, right? Yeah. So every single year, they see these people, they see these patients that are all servicemen and women, and they go, oh, you have a sore throat, or you have cancer, or you have a birth defect uh, in your baby that you just gave birth to. I'm going to log that into the Department of Defense database as that thing that it is. Mm. And from all sources of all things that could go, go wrong, from cancer to warts to strep throat to STDs to anxiety to, to death to all that, the number of injuries and incidents of disease worldwide in our U.S. military every single year, the average was 1.7 million, my friend. 
That mm. was the average in one point in 2016 and 2017, 1.7, 1.7, 1.7. It's, it's, it's it, for years and years and years, that doesn't change. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's just a flat line. It's, it's a flat graph. If you're doing sixth grade plotting of a graph, 2016, it's 1.73 million. 2017, it's 1.71 million. But it's 1.7, 1.7. Only thing varying is the hundredth of a percent. It never changes. And then in January of 2021, thank God they rolled it out in January because it made the math really easy to see the demarcation point. Yeah. January of 2021, the military introduces a variable to this. It introduces and mandates the vaccine for the armed forces. They yeah. start vaccinating. And in the first nine and a half months of that year, three quarters of the year, we're not even full of through annual cycle here. It jumps from 1.7 million. It skyrockets up to mm. almost 22 million, 21.5. It was a 20 million jump. So I don't care if you have an MD behind your name and you're a Democrat and you're a supporter of Biden. And you think vaccines are God's gift to to the country and the world. Yeah. I don't care if you're a reading idiot with a room temp IQ. You don't need to be Einstein to look yeah. at this graph and go, what in the holy hell? You can't tell me these vaccines are doing a good turn. Yeah, they're not. We had a 2,418% increase in anxiety. Anxiety was another condition that was very flat. 37,000 a year. It jumped to almost a million. Wow. Almost a million. Wow. 37,000 to a million. 37,000 to a million. Let me be precise. It jumped from 37,000 a year, every year, like the, like the other stat, yeah. to in the first 10 months of 2021, 931,793 cases. Just under a million. That's, that's uh, what was that? It's a 2,400% increase. 2,400% increase. 2,400% increase. Percent. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, we that, had a esophageal cancer that had a 436% increase. Female wow. infertility, 2,200 cases a year, like clockwork, jumps wow. to over 10,000 cases. Why? Wow. Because these vaccines we're finding out now, where do they go and they lodge? Primarily yeah. in the ovaries and the testes. It's yep. going to make you a little bit infertile, probably. Yeah. Birth defects was another one. I forget where birth defects, I don't have it handy, but. But the reproductive cancers and the birth defects were absolutely out the yang. I mean, yeah. Gates and Soros and Pfizer and Big Farm, they, they knew what they were doing. They're looking to do a genocide program. Yeah. If you don't manage to outright kill them, you want to screw up the reproductive tract so they can't yeah. at least reproduce, right? And, and where did you, uh, Ali, where did you get this information from? This was directly out of DMED, the Department of Defense Medical Database that tracks all incidents of disease and injury in the U.S. Armed Forces annually. And it came to me through U.S. Army flight surgeon whistleblowers who have Purple Hearts, Bronze Stars, and master's degrees in public health. And they've been in the military for decades. So so now now you go to Washington and bring this information to Senator Ron Johnson, right? Yep. And he asked for the information from... Uh, from the uh, from from their gut from the government and and what and what was the paperwork what what did they give him? He sent a letter that day, as I understand it, ordering uh-huh. the military and every related agency to preserve the evidence because mm. uh, we were already we were already they the the some of the whistles were already being blown a little bit right before we got to DC. So you're t- what you're telling me that. They were not giving Senator Ron Johnson the information that he asked for, and then they were trying to roll back that information. 
To my knowledge, he's not been provided that information current to right now, and it's May. We did this hearing uh, initially at the end of Jan, January of this year. And yeah, instead what they started doing is exactly what he wanted them not to do. They were scrubbing the acute myocarditis cases. So they had mm. 1,239 myocarditis cases for whatever period of time it was, and it, it dropped down to 300. Wow. <laughs> Only one reason I know the databases roll backward, and that's because you're tinkering with them, which is also known as fraud. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm now, I'm not accusing the DOD of fraud. Maybe there was some technological glitch, but it's it's hella fishy. And Johnson warned them not to be hiding the ball or scrubbing the data. So they're making the myocarditis cases look better. And at the same time, they're increasing the prior years and saying, oh, there weren't just 1 million cases of disease in all those five preceding years. There were actually 20 million. So it didn't look like there was this big jump after the introduction of the vaccine. And I'm like, BS, BS. If yeah. you were missing 20 million cases... A yeah. disease in your database at the DOD that tracks disease, you would have noticed at some point in that health tech period. Sure. So I don't think the military is uh, playing straight, and I'm I'm absolutely certain we're going to get to the bottom of it. Right now, where things stand is we're trying to. Um, uh, I, I think Senator Johnson's working behind the scenes to get a more uh, broad congressional inquiry going into into what's happening, and I know a lot of folks on the military end of it are itching and looking to do the same. So, and, and I know some of those uh, flight surgeons have come out personally and said stuff uh, and said it need to be looked into. I mean, they're putting their careers on the line. I mean, yeah. these are some of the top medical people in our country. They've been through yeah. the, the top schools, Annapolis, uh, uh, you know, these, these people are, they're, they're no dummies and, yeah. and, and, but they're patriots, meaning to them, the bottom line isn't their position or, or, are getting into a position, it is, you know, the men and the women that wear uniforms for our country and put their lives on the line. Lee, you know, do you see, do you see more coming from Senator uh, Ron Johnson? And do you see more Republicans getting into this fight and to expose this? I, I do. I see people of all stripes coming coming around and getting into the fight now. Uh, we saw it, I mean, on the convoy a couple months ago. I had Democrats in Applebee's in New Mexico, heavily liberal state, First Nation guys, wow. Native Americans. And they came up and they said, oh, you're with the convoy? Uh, we're Democrats. We're double backs. Here's a couple hundred bucks. Give it to the guys. This is no longer <laughs> a partisan. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm seeing the same thing, too. They're like, we see what's going on. Our yeah. country is more important. We're not communists. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's more important. Freedom is more important. And freedom means the ability to say, I want the vax or I don't want the vax. And, mm -hmm. and we've got good people from all walks of life, all political parties who are uniting now over the common theme of freedom. We want to get yeah. back to the freedoms that our founding fathers uh, gave to us, that our biological fathers and grandfathers fought and died for in Korea, Vietnam, World War One, World War II. Mm -hmm. And we want to hand over a free planet to our children. And that's exactly yeah. what's happening. It's why social media is running scared right now. It's why they're trying to get these disinformation bureaus out. You mm. see the death throws. These are radical actions that people make. It's like the fish flopping around right before he takes his last dying breath because he doesn't have oxygen because you pull him out of the water. That's what we're seeing from a lot of these bigger companies right now and um, and some of the politicians. And the good guys are swarming, are swarming into the fight at an unprecedented rate and recognizing mm. it's now 
fight ever. We, we fight for freedom and we secure it, or we're going to be in a FEMA camp. We're going to be worse off than the Jews in Nazi Germany were. And uh, it'll be mm-hmm. Bill Gates and Soros sitting on top of planet Earth, um, you know, rubbing their wicked hands together and saying, we won, yeah. and here we are by ourselves. And nobody wants that. I don't even think those guys want it, frankly. But, well, <laughs> but sure. they're going to do their darndest because they're Machiavellian, uh, satanic, malevolent types to do us in in the process. Um, but good always wins. i got to go on late for another one. But what I want to leave your viewership with is good always triumphs. It always yes. Throughout the ages, it takes a minute for the good people to realize how they've been betrayed, for, the, for them to find the truth, for them to speak up, for them to fight back. But eventually... It's Margaret Mead all over again. You never doubt that a small group of concerned citizens can change the world because, indeed, they are the only ones that ever have. So do your part. We're getting there. Um, It's a fun time to be alive. One other time in your life have you ever had a chance to be a hero? This is our time, guys. Take it. Lee, how can people get in contact? How how can people help, send donations? How do they Uh, need to contact you? freedomfighternation.org. Those are all singular. Freedomfighternation.org. That's my website. It has a donate button. It also has links to all the stuff that I'm up to up to doing um, from convoys to nationwide walkouts to Senator Johnson and the military stuff to the pilot stuff that we didn't get a chance to touch on today. All that stuff's on there. And uh, and yeah, we, we welcome your support because freedom ain't free. Um, and uh, I, haven't worked, I haven't worked since March 14th of 2020, nor has my husband. We've just been throwing everything we got into the fight. Amen. But I also wasn't Elon Musk. I wasn't independently wealthy before this. So, <laughs> so uh, every little bit counts and we appreciate you for it. Attorney Lee Dundas Lee, I just want to thank you, sis. Uh, anything we can do, we're on board with you. And it's always a pleasure talking to you. We'll look forward to seeing you next time. Awesome, guys. Thanks again for having me. Take care. Bless you. Bye. For those of you that are out there that uh, want to help, please uh, get in contact with her and let's let's do this. Let's, let's get into this fight. Let's, you know, we, we, I say it all the time, whether it's your local school boards, whether it's your, uh, uh, PTA getting on board in your, in your, uh, high schools and your junior highs, elementaries, the things that they're trying to push by our elementary students is, is ridiculous. And right now, uh, local governments, uh, you know, when you start uh, arriving, like Lee said, in, uh, you know, the, t- the thousands, they're going to listen because they know that they're going to be gone pretty soon if uh, that many people are coming to a boring political meeting. And so uh, we just want to be those people that are in the fight. We, we want to make sure that our children don't grow up in a dictatorship and as as a as a Christian and as a, as a man of God, our fight, and, I, and I'm speaking to everyone out there that calls themselves a child of God, your fight and the fight of everybody that came before us, the fight of our, our Lord was to set people free. Salvation is about freedom and freedom is about people making the decision on their own, whether they want the Lord, whether you want Jesus or not. God gave you the right to choose. God never said you have to do this or have to do that. God has also, he's given us all free will. And I don't, and I don't want to be part of a government that says, no, you got to do what we tell you to do. You know, uh, it, it's amazing what's happening in the world right now. We all need to take it serious because it is a fight. It's not conspiracy to stuff that people are saying that's conspiracy, conspiracy, all the 
fact checkers on uh, YouTube and Google and all these other places are now being proven wrong over and over and over. All because people like Lee Dundas, General Flynn. I mean, think about General Flynn. General Flynn literally went to jail, uh, almost completely lost his life, lost everything uh, because of his financial costs. But he's still in the fight. And what does that tell you about the character of a person? See, see, when we go through tribulation, it either weakens us or strengthens us. And we need to understand right now, it's time for the, the, the troops to rally around the wagon because, you know, we, we finally are, are making headway. We're, we're, we're going to get back those media outlets uh, when we see 90% of people losing, uh, people uh, quitting CNN and 87%. Uh, and and that's, as, that's as of two months ago. I, I bet you the numbers are even greater. More people are watching uh, Carl Tuckerson and Hannity than watching all of CNN. That's how much they're losing. And they see it. They understand this is the last breath. They're going down you know, with the ship, these people are going to fight to the end because it's that mentality. Uh, but we need to get into the fight. When you look at uh, uh, mothers in our country can't even get formula right now. And the, uh, the, the, the shelves are empty all over the country of getting baby formula. And then you go down to the shelves that ice has, and they're stacked with baby formula for people coming across uh, the border. That should open your eyes. That should be something that tells you, you know what? This is a serious fight. And for you doctors that are out there and you nurses that are out there, believe me, when this thing fully comes to its way, if you don't do something now, if you don't research, if you don't get in line and find uh, find out what's really going on, you'll be held accountable by people. You will help be held accountable by fathers and mothers that have lost their children because of this vaccination. You will be held accountable for your words. That's where we're at right now because there's too many people losing too much and there's an agenda behind it. We need to wake up to that agenda. I'm going to thank all of our viewers out there and please uh, contact us. Get online, uh, send us an email, vohnews.tv. And uh, we, are, we are doing so much right now uh, uh, as far as setting up a channel uh, for both the conservative and religious beliefs. Uh, there's a lot happening, and we all, hallelujah, want to be part of that. Please contact us, say hello, send us an email. We appreciate that, and I know my staff here that, that put so much time into getting this information out and getting the news out. Hallelujah, they would appreciate it. God bless you, we love you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, partner with us by heading to vohradio.com. That's vohradio.com. Call the studio at 1-877-440-3737. That's 1-877-440-3737. Or you can send us an email at info at vohradio.com. Again, that's info at vohradio.com. This is the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro.